Greater Fools, my weekly market review, November 20th, 2022. First of all, I want to apologize again for last week's report or a lack of it. I am safely back in the US now and very much recovered. Thanks for all the good wishes I received. They're much appreciated. Towering over last week's market activity was the extraordinary and shocking fraudulent collapse of the FTX crypto exchange. For many, this was a watershed moment where the whole crypto ec ecosystem was finally exposed as being polluted by criminality and fraud and is sorely in need of subjecting itself to very meaningful regulation very soon if it is to have any hope of remaining viable. The rampant lawlessness in the current version of crypto world will only make regulated government-sponsored programs like the Digital Dollar Pilot, see Explainer Financial Term of the Week below, either more attractive or less attractive depending on how you look at it. Either you think that crypto cannot continue to exist in the hands of a few often criminally inclined unrepentant crypto bros like Do Kwon, Sam Bankman-Fried and the rest and needs to be under government control or you think the whole thing is such a shit show that the government shouldn't even be touching it with a 10-foot pole. The FTX bankruptcy overseer John Ray said, Never in my 40-year career have I seen such a complete failure of corporate controls and such complete absence of trustworthy financial information as occurred here. And this is a guy who oversaw the bankruptcy of Enron. Minneapolis Federal Reserve President Neil Kashkari did not mince his words last week, calling out all cryptocurrencies as nonsense. He tweeted that the fall of FTX wasn't just a case of one fraudulent player in a serious industry, but that the entire notion of crypto is nonsense. He added that crypto is not useful for payments, doesn't provide an inflation hedge, has no scarcity value and no taxing authority. He described it as just a tool of speculation and greater fools, a reference to the greater fool theory. On the other hand, investors continue to see less and less risk in buying stocks. They want inflation to go down so stocks can go up. But every time stocks go up, the Federal Reserve fears that inflation won't go down. And Fed officials went out of their way last week to frantically emphasize that stock markets, giddy after the previous week's furious rally, could be getting ahead of themselves. San Francisco Fed Bank President Mary Daly said any discussion about pausing interest rate hikes is off the table. Although she did then go on to say that a range of four and three quarters to five and a quarter percent is a reasonable expectation for peak interest rates, actually implying that the current cycle is close to done. St. Louis Federal Reserve President James Bullard said interest rates will need to be increased further to become sufficiently restrictive in taming inflation. Boston Federal Reserve President Susan Collins said on CNBC that yet another three quarters of a percent interest rate hike in December was still on the table. It will probably be appropriate soon to move to a slower pace of increases, Federal Reserve Vice Chair Lael Brainard told Bloomberg. But I think what's really important to emphasize We've done a lot, but we have additional work to do. That's not exactly pivot-friendly language and reminds us that October's inflation report was not a game-changer. It was only a hopeful first step in the right direction.
On Tuesday, with the markets already jittery following reports that a Russian rocket had struck a Polish village, the Bureau of Labor Statistics released its measure of wholesale inflation, the Producer Price Index, PPI, for October, showing that raw material prices rose 0.2% at the same pace as in September. The index was up 8% from a year ago, down from a rate of 8.4% the month before. Retail sales jumped in October, up 1.3% after being unchanged the month before. That was the biggest advance since February. The annual gain was 8.3%. All these numbers exceeded forecasts, raising concerns of yet another green light to the Fed to keep up its aggressive monetary tightening to fight inflation. Also unhelpful to market sentiment was the announcement that Target's Q3 profits had plunged 50% and that the retailer was very concerned about sales during the key upcoming holiday season. The company blamed this on changes in consumer behavior, indicating that shoppers are increasingly being impacted by inflation, rising rates and economic uncertainty. Housing saw an 11th straight monthly decline in builder sentiment and the ninth straight monthly fall in existing home sales as the real estate sector continues to reel from the federal's aggressive rate hikes. Average rates on a 30-year fixed mortgage have jumped from about 3% in January to over 7% currently. So messages remain mixed, generally indicating a slowing economy, but with consumers continuing to spend eagerly, only a light leveling off in the rates of inflation and employment availability, and the Fed still talking tough on interest rates, it's difficult to see a sustainable turnaround from bear to bull while these contradictions exist.